It's been said that most people die at age 25 and wait to be buried at age 65. So the big question is this. How are entrepreneurs like us who believe in God and read the Bible preparing for the financial danger that the bankers and brokers do not want us to know about? How do we resist a life that's less than we are promised and hold on to our dreams so that we can live in fullness every day? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the secret. My name is Nate Scott, and welcome to the Life is Rich podcast. So great morning, Helen. How are you? I'm good. Good morning. Good to see you, Nate. Good to see good to see you as well. Great to uh to meet you in this way. I'm excited to to have the opportunity to connect with you. Thank you. Same likewise. Thank you for having me. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, this is a Life is Rich podcast with Nate Scott. And this is an opportunity for me to connect with amazing people. And I'm excited to have met you at the Great American Speak Off. And uh, I wanted to have the opportunity to truly connect with you, learn about who you are, the audience you serve, and the problem that you solve, so that I can see how I can support you in accomplishing your objectives. Good. Great, great. So, yes, I am. Um, I work with women from corporate in the ones that transitioning from corporate to now online business, especially the, the women that we help the most. And we also serve men, but we are specialized in helping women that is more elevating corporate world. So mothers that are being dedicated for their whole life to big corporations barely had time for themselves, but now they see themselves in that situation that what have I created for me? And they normally realize not much. So that's when we help them transition from the corporate world to their online business, something that is meaningful and impactful to them. Uh, we help them launch. We have an academy that we call Get Launch Academy. And the academy is 12 weeks. It's a step-by-step -step that we take them by the hand and help them just launch using the power of challenges. Wow, wow. And how long have you been doing that? We've been doing for the academy is going for a year, uh, almost a year and a half, I would say. And uh, be, we are um, consulting, uh, certified by Pedro Adeo. I'm not sure you, do you know Pedro Adeo? Yes. Uh -huh. Good, yes. So uh, my partner and I, Danielle Maurer, so we're certified to be consulting in challenge. So we started with consulting, helping companies. And then we felt led for the helping these women because we know there's a lot of women trying to leave the corporate jobs and really having a hard time because of time. So we know because I'm from corporate for many years, Danielle, my partner, many years in corporate, like in high uh, positions that we dedicate 15 years or more of our life is just being in corporations. So we understand uh, and our heart goes for them. So we shift a little bit to have this academy that we can help them launch. Awesome. I'm so delighted to hear that we are parallel in that like you, I also focus on women as a primary area. And the reason that is, is because at 19, when I walked perimeter during Operation Desert Storm, 
I said, Lord, if you allow me to make it back, I have no waste of my life. Well, as I fast forwarded later into my life, I had my first child, Nadia, uh, 18 years ago. At the birth of her, I made a decision that I'd commit to pouring into the lives of women such that if something happened to me unexpectedly, I would have developed some leaders that I'd want her to actually follow. And so the idea of helping women in transition is very real and necessary. And so I'm definitely interested in learning more about how you go about doing that and also seeing where there's opportunities for us to work together. So talk to me, tell me a little bit about who you are. Who is Helen? Who is Helen? <laughs> well, let me address something that probably everybody can know this, right? The accent. <laughs> so it's easy to know this. Helen is Brazilian. I, I grew up in Brazil and I moved to U.S. about 14 years ago. So I moved here and um, I've been living in U.S. for in California, most of my, my the time here in California, San Diego and Los Angeles. And then I recently moved to Florida. So for me as well, I work uh, very hard in corporate for many years because coming from Brazil, we always heard that, oh my gosh, amazing opportunity to live in U.S. And it was all about like get a job and big corporations and make it and that's what you have to do that's the formula of success right that's why I'm so passionate for about what we do now because now I understand the more we invest in ourselves more we actually grow and I'm very passionate about this because growing up in a house a Christian house Christian home and uh, in Brazil so was a good formula for a big, big time, Nate, scarcity. So <laughs> was very hard for me coming out of that security blank of a salary and like be an entrepreneur. And that's why I think I'm so passionate for really teach women because I know the, the most important part that we have to work together is the mindset, is that shift in those fears that we have that that's what hold us back. Um, since I came to U.S., when I came here, I didn't speak any English at all. So I dedicated like the first year with all my strength to speak English. And as I learned now, I even help some Brazilians uh, really break these fears of speaking English, the language here too. And that's another thing I'm passionate to do. And um, uh, I've been, I'm a fashion designer former fashion designer. So that's why I moved to LA and been working in LA for all those years. So I still see a lot of my designers, my designs are all over the place. My last years was a lot of, of um, sweaters. I designed a lot of sweaters, was specializing sweaters. And one thing I did, like fun fact, I did a lot, Nate. And this time of the year is the time that I see my designers all over is Christmas sweaters, the ugly sweaters. <laughs> I did for Target, for Walmart, Macy's, name it. So I'm still seeing like every time that gets this time of year, like, oh, no, my design, my design all over. And, um, uh, Fashion industry is awesome. That like sounds amazing, but it was really brutal and for me, especially as a mom. Like you talking about your daughter. So uh, my first year, I barely saw my daughter Nate. Barely. Uh, my husband had a more flexible job that was helpful, but he broke my heart. It really broke my heart. It was my first little girl, 
I had to almost cry to get permission for anything for leave and uh, you know to even take her to the doctor so it was very hard when my my son came was the same thing it was very I have a lot of hours of work and barely time with him so doing so and like in praying about it like about this whole things a little bit before the pandemic I really felt in my heart like hey time to go time to really you know, create your own brand. And, and that's how I started. I created my own swimwear line brand for mid-sized women. I'm very passionate about the curve women. So being in the industry for so many years, I knew that everything for a fact, and that's here my tip, since you work with women and I do too, let me say something about that make us feel bad every day, but that will make a lot of sense. Everything in fashion industry is made for sizes small because it has to have what we call the hanger appearance. So if on the hanger looks good, that's how I sell. So when they present to vendors, they present on the hanger, so it has to be very little. So what happens is when they do, they created then the other sizes, of course, once this order becomes other sizes. But I saw in the industry that they did a lot of very small and the, from small, they just made it bigger. But they didn't, they normally didn't put in consideration the a woman that is size medium, large or extra large, she has more curves. She's not just the same type of body of a small one. And that's why we normally felt bad and go try something on and felt like, oh my gosh, I'm too big, but it's not us. So that's why I created a line. But Nate, when I created this line, it was very interesting because I created a line, was a beautiful line. And then I was like, I am horrible in marketing, horrible. And I don't like, and a lot of things in business, I don't know. So I started this journey of seeking for help. And I started to be very involved in the marketing online. And I started growing. That's how I... Uh, was in with Pedro Deo because for me it was about the movement and I love that he's kingdom entrepreneur and I started my journey and the, the passion of helping women somehow I started to swim where like I met my partner and then we shifted for the agency because that the gal launch because it's exactly what I was having trouble you know how to really be in this online world coming from corporate and that's uh my story basically wow so many things so many <laughs> things that I could spiral off on I guess the first thing I want to start out with because you spoke to your faith and growing up in a faith-based uh, home life is rich means I live in fullness every day because I realize I am Christ's heir. That's what life is rich means. Live in fullness every day, realize I'm Christ's heir. His foundation built on Matthew 6.33, which says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. That's the, yeah. Those are the instructions. But then there's the promise that all things thereafter shall be added unto you. And I believe that's spiritual, mental, emotional, relational, physical, and financial. So that's the foundation. So I'm so delighted to have you hear and know that that's a component for you as well. The other thing that jumps out to me is I focus on who you be versus what you do. And I'm hearing that the industry of fashion has this model that is set at what I call the, the, the selling model, the hanger model, 
But that in turn doesn't take into account the individuality. And I think you take a little bit further, it doesn't take in the authenticity. And so I'm, I'm, I'm very, very interested in hearing how you took that experience, those things that you saw to, to be the, the roadblocks, the, the challenges, and actually leverage that for what you do currently. Like I said, I think, uh, and it is, that was so true, Nate, so true, because even though uh, God always have been the source for everything for me, like I always had that connection, I always had, when people say like, how oh, you, you like to go to church? I was like, no, I, I need God. It's not that I like to go to church. I need God because the days that I don't have my God time, it's just, I'm just not a good person. <laughs> Let's put it this way. It doesn't work the same. But even for me, the reason why, and I like to leverage everything I did because as soon as I was transitioning out of the corporate nature, what you said is so, so crucial because people who ask, Helen, who are you? And I had these questions for me and I couldn't answer. Everything I was answering was like, oh, I did this, I did this, I did it. Like, and I didn't realize it. I love that you brought that up. I was like, I, I don't know who I am. I was like, I don't know. I like my value was completely attached to what I did. And it's still up to these days, don't get me wrong, I'm still having trouble like, well, Helen is like, you know, he's, he's kind of almost and he's still fighting every day with do versus being and who I am in God that I am. I don't have to do anything to to make him love me or care for me. And uh, that what you said right there was so important because I noticed this first. And then I noticed how hard for me was to really fight for what I believe, fight for something that I, I was the unknown, but and fight against everybody telling me, you crazy? Don't you know the industry? Like you're never going to make it. You see that brand or the other brand, they start, they had millions in the bank and they didn't make it. So like, who you think you are? And that is, that's why I'm so passionate to like fight for women, especially right now, because yes, I had to put the, the fashion a little bit aside because I realized the things I didn't have, but the beauty of it is the journey that I mean right now, Nate, is way more amazing than I expected. And that happened in one, two years, not even. Not only I made it per se, as I made it much more than I was expecting, because I thought I would have to do like for 10, 20 years. And then after work, so hard, then I would be able to give back. And then I would be in rooms that like we were last week, then after many years, and God just said, like, he found my heart and he said, okay, I can trust Okay, and the swimwear airline, we're going to have to leave aside a little bit because it has things that you need to learn that is deeper in your soul in order to move forward. And the transformation need to start specially. And even my speech for Speak Off was about investing yourself. I, my entire life, Nate, I was waiting for someone to qualify me. 
when I should be qualifying myself. The day that I pay for a program that for me was the most expensive thing I heard in my entire life, I almost fall off my chair. I was like, never do that. And I fell from God, like, do it, go. It's time to break out this scarcity. And I was like, what? I was like, God, we're going to break the bank and everything else, not just scarcity. This is crazy. But the transformation happened right there, Nate. The day that I, I opened my wallet for me was like when the whole thing started shifting. And then I started being in rooms that I couldn't imagine I would be before, places and people. And I was like, am I here? Like, talking to this person and um, being able to serve, see everyday people being transformed because I say yes to the NL, uh, is being a beautiful journey. That's how I leverage. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. That is so, so exciting for me. I so appreciate you communicating it in that way. You know, the reality of it is, is that it's so important that you are able to look back at your experience and recognize the, the journey as well as the pivotal moments. I think that it's relevant at this point in time, especially in the state of the economy, and which is why I'm so passionate about ensuring that I kind of pull back the veil about the financial danger that no one is talking about. And women specifically, I find this really necessary for me to, to address because many times women go through a life transition and that can be a divorce, that can be a change of career, maybe that's a time in which they are taking care of their, their children and taking care of their parents, several things that put strains on women that inevitably show the need for finances and the difficulty if one hasn't been actually engaged in that, that part. Let me ask you, in your, through your experience and as you are moving forward, taking your background from the corporate side and then working with women who are oftentimes stuck, are you seeing a gap in regards to how people are handling or how, what people are facing with their finances? And if so, what do you think is the greatest issue? What's the greatest challenge? The finance, yeah. I see that normally uh, the finance, it is uh, one, uh, but it's normally one thing I know this, Nate, and that's why I'm so passionate about saying invest in yourself. I know this, the finance is normally is connect to my value, to their value. Is like extremely connect to beliefs because we can make it happen. And I know it's hard to understand. It's very, very hard. I could, I didn't like Nate. When I share, I'm from Brazil. I, we were a third world country. Like we, we're not spoiled as Americans are. <laughs> and then Christian, like being Christian, was always about like if it's from God, should be free. We know that it is. It's almost like near impossible. I feel hard uh, God calling me, and then I have to invest fifteen thousand dollars. I was like, that must not be from God was very hard for me. So was attached to me for my value. And I know this all the time is attached to the value. It can be like this. I will explain. It's not necessarily like, I don't feel like I'm worth it. It's not the first thing that crossed our mind. But across our mind is something like, what if I put this money here and never see this back? 
What if I invest here and then I'm never going to be able to make it back? What if, uh, 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 and those fear. But if you pay attention, it's all connected to your worthy. Because what you believe in is I cannot make it. I can never make it better. If I invest, I'm never going to make this money. If I'm never going to see this money again. And I'm causing problems to my family. Is that guilty? Is that I'm putting my family in a hard position because of me or my kids, especially women going for divorce and everything. But finances is actually a seed. And when we plant this seed, we collect the same type of seed, the same products. So we can't just try to grow financially, especially a woman, like if, if you help women going through a divorce and everything, I can only imagine how hard that is. And the money, is, it is probably the first thing that she will notice that is hard for her. But once she invests a little bit and shifts and believe, I'm not only going to make this money back, but more than this, is when she really be able to move to our financial freedom from who used to be from the husband. Now she will see that she can do in her home. And uh, that's what I know this need for me that is normally connected to the value. Absolutely, 100%. The reality is, is that the word says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Well, hope is an expectation. Yeah. What are you expecting? And far too often, when we are talking about the uh, the outcome, we're not actually thinking about the outcome as truly being possible. We're yes. not having the expectation Woo! for the person of faith that we're going in prayer and asking God, but we're not asking with an expectation. Yes. Then we won't take that step of sowing the seed. Yes. Which is the only thing that can create the apple, which in turn is the only thing that can create the harvest. Now, yes. faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Well, it's not seen to the natural eye, yes. but to the mind's eye, it's got to be clear. And that's why my unique selling proposition is about teaching people how to think versus what to think. How to think versus what to think. Because especially with women in this the way that women are socialized, you oftentimes are told to do this and you have the burden of expectations and being what other people think and wondering if they're going to talk about you, whether or not it's going to be approved. And so all that weight Qualified. Never, never puts you in a space where you can actually just be yes. and then be confident in the things and the choices that you actually make. And that right there is something that I see over and over and over again. So I truly appreciate the way that you speak about value and recognizing that. Yes, yes. So I think give me a ghost film because it's like the unseen. And another thing as women of faith, I think it's so funny because we ask, we pray, we say we believe it. And yes, God, God can do, I can do all things in God. And then even when we get like me, Many times in these rooms, it's like, oh, am I here in this room, in that person? Wow, already? And I'm just like, I, can, I probably can see God by me like, didn't you ask for it? <laughs> right, right. You know, one of the things I tell you, Helen, that I always say is a key, 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 a hashtag I've got is hashtag, you are the asset. Yes. You are the asset. And what I mean by that is, is that, 
you're the value component of God's kingdom. So if that's the case, then the only thing that you've got to commit to is growing your capacity. You know, if you're an heir, then you've got to know that your father has it all. I know that's the case for me. I live in fullness every day because I realize I am Christ's heir. And so as an heir, I know that my father has it all. And if you're a fellow believer, then you've got to know that your father has it all. So to that end, what do we need to do? Well, we need to recognize that no good parent is going to release the keys to the car if we're not able to drive, if we haven't shown ourselves prepared for that responsibility. So as we continue to grow our capacity, and that's where that investing in oneself, because again, we're investing in ourselves through some program for the purposes of getting to what our father has for us. So we can get our skills set up, so we can get our belief up, so we can get our mind set up. But we've got to go into it knowing that is a part of the process and be diligent with the work, which is inside of us, diligent with that work to go through the process so that we can then have that which is already there for us to have. But far too often, most people are never exposed to that mindset. Mm -hmm. And therefore, especially if one is grown up in the, in, the, in the church, oftentimes is sitting back and waiting. And that's why with my book, Life is Rich, How to Create Lasting Wealth, every chapter begins with scripture. But then I say, so what? How do you take God's word and apply it on a daily basis? And that right there is so key. Let me ask you, based on what I just now said, what are your thoughts? How do you see that actually playing out about the importance of the mindset and also recognizing what happens as a result of how you were socialized? How did you grow up and how that has caused you to have to break through as you are continuing to move towards the success that's already promised for you? Yes, uh, I, I love that because that's what I was going to talk about. So you said about you're the greatest asset. And I said, and I like to say, you are the good soil. We are the good soil. It's so easy to read the Bible and say like, oh, I had the bad soil, the other side and the good soil. Oh, how beautiful. Yeah, no, it's not just how beautiful. You are the good soil. You are. Anything planted on you will grow and will do well. And when I say, I wait my whole life for someone to qualify me when I should be qualifying myself. For me, this is so powerful because God already qualified me. He loved me. He called me daughter. It's like, it's nothing to be qualified right there. It's already done. The only person that didn't qualify me yet is myself. I'm the only one believing because of the society, the way we grow. Like you said, even in, in church and everything, like I love that I have a family, I have a husband, but it was a lot of like, if you do, if you, even if you don't have a husband, like, oh my gosh, what's going to be, but what if some women are just not supposed to have a husband and they are to be less loved by God? No. And if someone's like decided I rather invest on my career or in the mission, and then for me, I don't see the marriage, it's okay. It's so many things that we wait the way we grew up, the way we were like, you know, wired was to depend and wait for qualification of someone, of someone that said the husband, of a pastor sometimes, as someone in church, the the boss in your in your environment. That was always my case. I saw myself need so many times 
doing the work of like a position three, three, uh, three levels above me for years. And I never even asked for the opportunity that I was already doing because I was just waiting. And when I said now, I like to say this, waiting in God means jump, jump, throw yourself in his arms. That's what waiting means. Waiting that God will catch you. He will rise you. He will move you. He will open the doors. He will do what you cannot do. He will bring what you don't have. He will bring the people you don't have. That's what wait means. For my entire life, while in church, I thought wait was just wait. And wait is not just wait. It's like I know for a fact that God created abundance is my birthright. He created everything for me. He gave me everything. Look the trees, look the ocean, look everything. I'm a surfer. The best place for me in earth is the ocean because I can understand a little bit more how big my God is is when I kind of get a grasp, like, oh my gosh, that's how big he is. Everything he created for us is in abundance. And yet we are here afraid of a few dollars because we're never going to get back. That's not waiting. The day and age that I understood that waiting was Woo! Be like that little kid, the two years old Helen, the three years old Helen that my dad would say, come. And I would like, whoop, not even think about it. The day that I understood that age changed the game completely. And that's what I'm passionate about to say, like, as you can tell, because just, just go. I can't even explain you why and how, and, but just go. You can't not miss this ride. That's all I can say. Do not miss this ride. Amen. Amen. And what you just now said is, is exactly what is already promised. The question is, are you going to actually have enough faith? Because faith is about the doing. Faith isn't when you actually can see the outcome. Faith is no. the expectation of the outcome. And you then have the belief that if you follow the steps, that God will continue to open up the gates and doors and allow you to be where you need to be. And if it's not in accordance to what you want, you got to still know that it's all for your good. That there's nothing that we go through that is in turn meant for the glorification of God. And so for that is his responsibility. And so I'm excited to hear the passion and how you're communicating that, because it's really about getting the believer to believe. And that's the singular focus that I have with Life is Rich. It's all about getting the believer to believe. You know, Miles Monroe says that knowledge is information, understanding is comprehension, but wisdom is applied knowledge. Knowledge is information, understanding is comprehension, wisdom is applied knowledge. And far too often, people in the kingdom are not actually getting understanding and then getting wisdom. Lots of information gathered, has the ability to quote scripture and to tell you all the things and give you the most beautiful prayers, but it has no substance, no meat and potatoes because there's no understanding of how to actually actualize that which is already being discussed. So how do you take all this passion and take your faith and incorporate this into this, this kingdom uh, kingdom entrepreneurial effort 
of changing the world. How do you how do you actually mush that? How do you bring that stuff together? I think uh, uh, one of the things I like is to make it simple, simple. I think what you said is so key because growing in church, like when I say I was waiting for qualifying myself is even we don't realize, like you said, we know description. We can say out loud. We can we memorize everything. We go and listen to sermon and we know so much. But then we the wisdom is when we're applying. And I don't blame all of us for not applying sometimes because I think what we are missing is asking questions. Sometimes we don't realize how we put God so far so like there and it's so amazing for the pastor so amazing to the miles morose it's for this for that but not that i know when you get my chance i will apply but we forget to the, the the way to apply wisdom nate for me is to ask question the holy spirit is a person is with me all the time for me it's just let's make simple Let's not try to be like, wow, then when I have the wisdom, I will apply or this or that. No, 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 no. Apply is like this. God, this word spoke so much to me. Wow, I read the Bible. So amazing. What can I do today that is related to this? God, I don't get it. I don't understand. Or I got it. I think it's this, but am I clear or not? How can I do this for me today? How that, that can relate to me, I don't know. And that would be so amazing because they start open your mind. It's just a simple question. And we forget the question. We forget to bring just God close and not afar. Just bring close. And even I, I, I deal every day with Christian women, non-Christian people and all together. And, and I always say like, God is God for me and always will be. And I'm always going to talk about God because I can't help it. It's just how I do my life. But what I want to understand that is inside of you is that force is that thing that moves you, that wants you to move. And then sometimes you want to hold because one thing my mentor Pedro Deo said that I love so much is that our dreams born here in our heart, but they die here in our head. And it's true because when God speaks to you and just to really make simple for everybody, spoke to you in your heart and you feel it, just do it. Whatever, whatever that means, like whatever the nudge or the thing could be something so simple, Nate. Sometimes it's like for me was when God started like he asked me and was my first the first move towards to help and coach and be in that position of really guiding people. Do you think I woke up and I thought like, oh, I'm so amazing. Oh, I have so much authority. Ah. Let me guide people, you know, I can't help myself or how good I am. No, it was one day, Nate, that I was in Brazil. I went to an event and that there I started noticing a lot of people talking, trying to use the English words like network and networking, coach and coaching. And I started noticing that they are mixing up. And it was almost like, ah, ah, screaming in my ears. And I was like, ah, 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 this is wrong. Ah, ah, ah. And then... And then came to me because celebrities they speak well English in, in Brazil, they normally kind of dumb down in TV and things there so people can understand. So, and then that moment I got mad, I was like, oh God, when the people that really know good English here will start speaking correctly so people can start learning. And that moment God said, no, you do your teach. 
I was like, ah, no, 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 God is not. What are we talking about? I have an accent. Remember, I have an accent. Like I'm not qualified for that. No, you go and you speak. You go and you help. And that that moment was a nudge. And my first thing was fight against. No, 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 not me. And Nate, what I did, I opened a Zoom like this. I sent you a few people and I just said, I can help. Not much. I'm not a teacher. And I thought nobody would show up. Next thing I knew, I had like about 200 people. And they walk with me for an entire year, Nate. My entire year. And I have a person that, that he already speaks amazing English. And uh, he comes from the good universities and super smart guy. And he look at me and say, I can wait to Thursdays. Thursdays is my best day. I love Thursday night because we have English class. I was like, what? <laughs> but you don't even need me. And like, oh, no, I do. You help me break my fears. And I'm so excited. It's always fun. And I, in that moment, God spoke to me so much because the things that we don't do, Nate, is what moves the world. It's not the things that we do that move the world, but the things we don't that could move someone's life. And that's when we, we hear God's life, but we always think, I, I, I didn't quite understand. I didn't quite do. So in my everyday, when I'm teaching women, when I'm trying to say, it's like, make it simple. You fell in your heart, go and do it. Don't let your brain tell you it's working, it's not working, will work, will not work, and you're not sure, you're going to embarrass yourself. Of course, it wouldn't embarrass yourself. You can hear my accent. You can see even probably many words that I'm not even spelling like you're pronouncing correctly. But I saw a good chunk of people moving their needles so much for an entire year just because I said yes. And they will be happy to speak the English that I don't qualify, that I may say like it's not the perfect. But we always so attached to our flaws, the things we want to be, and we forget who we are right now and what we are right now, Nate. And what I have right now, my passion, the love I have for people, who cares about my accent, Nate? We're here talking in the, I even hear many times, like, oh, I love your accent. I'm like, what? So the things that we disqualify about yourself is the things that God wants to use the most. Do not complicate it. Don't complicate it. It's simple. God is simple. Just give like the multiplications of the bread and fish was Jesus took in his hand what he had, not what he didn't have. And he blessed it. Where he said, God, we have only this. But here, let me present to you. I'm sure you can do good things with that. That's it. Wow. Wow. So, so good. So, so good. And I feel your heart, your passion <laughs> is accentuated because of your accent. I love it. <laughs> it's exactly what it should be. Let me ask you, as we are <clears throat> kind of rounding it out, I want to find out from you, how important is your health and wellness to yourself, especially with you personally, but also with the, the women that you that you serve? Do you see um, a place for them to take care of themselves physically, mentally, emotionally? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think when I'll share something very particular about me that I normally don't share with anybody, 
but I felt very strong in my heart and something that I've been telling God, God, I'm going to share it for more women's. I changed my whole routine not like a few years ago and everything. And I hated running. I love surfing. I love bike riding, everything, but running like, ah, no. But then I just, because people were, I was in, helping people with English and say, it got to become your lifestyle. So let's create a challenge for 30 days. You're going to practice English every day for them amount of day, 30 minutes a day, blah, blah, blah. And I will be with you guys. So I will do something I don't like to do for 30 days too. So just so we are together and start running. Um, and I found out that now and before I used to be mad at me. That's one thing that women does a lot to ourselves. And this is mindset. If I had set up to wake up at 5 a.m., which is normally what I do a little bit before 5, I like to be running at 5 a.m. If I didn't, I would be so mad at myself, Nick. I would start like, I can't believe it. I didn't wake up on time. Now, blah, 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 blah. And then one day hit me. Like, I felt like, why? Why you do this to yourself all the time? And then I shift. I say, you know what? Every day in my life, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to run. And this doesn't matter. Did I wake up on time and have 30 minutes? I will do the 30 minutes. Did I wake up late and I have five minutes? I will do the five minutes. Do I have two minutes? I will do two minutes. I don't care. When I start shifting this and operate from grace and not for like, you didn't do it again. Uh, it was a great, great experience. Because it wasn't anymore about being perfect or do everything correctly and wake up on time and be blah, blah. But it was about like what I promised to my health for myself what my honoring me just like my body in everything and one thing that happened to me that I said I don't share and that comes to wellness and also is another thing that money has a good part of it um when I had my second son right after I had postpartum depression but I didn't know as many women here don't know we don't know. We always think it's something else. We think it's us. We think it's our problem or something. And um, in reality, uh, we take too long to recognize. So after that, and then after a year later, I went to do some tests in the doctors. They kind of deceived me, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I found out that not only the postpartum depression right after at the age of 36, but at the age of 37, I was being diagnosed with early menopause. And I was devastated. I was super like sad because they just look at me as like was nothing. But I was always healthy. I was taking care of what I ate and everything. I couldn't understand. It was almost like I was falling apart. But the worst part was like I was being extremely, extremely nervous and not just nervous, but like irritated. The irritability was like out of the charge. And I, I couldn't be the mother I want to be with my kids. I couldn't be the wife. I was like for three years fighting, 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 fighting. And I was finding, I guess, try to pay a side of my insurance for some good treatment because I was like, no, let's just fight it. And that delayed for me for three years, Nate, suffering every day. And I had suicidal thoughts things that I never had before, all related to hormones. And because I didn't want to pay until they got to a point to say, you know what, I need to understand what is important for me. And if he has to be like a holistic, like treatment aside from what my insurance can cover, which is let's not even talk about that. And I started thinking I'm a whole nother person in like just a matter of months. So that's like, if you ask me, if I think health and wellness is important, this is everything. 
We cannot be the, the mothers we are called to be, the professional women we call to be, the wives we call to be, the leaders we're called to be if we don't put ourselves first. The reason why I wake up like much early in the morning every morning is not because, oh, that's so fun, let's do it. It's because if I don't crap, don't creep, don't really carve those times for me. I will take care of everybody. And then one other day will go by that a Helen was just like, oh, didn't have time for me. So do the opposite. Really, when I understood put yourself first, I thought I didn't quite get it what that means. But for me, I understood that was really carve this time, this moment first in the morning. So I normally wake up early. I go run, Nate. And then I go to the gym a little bit. I come back running. And as I run, I'm always listening some like book that I want to hear, something that will improve what I'm doing at the moment. And then I come back. I have meditation time, my prayer time, my time with God. It's just me and him. I normally go inside my closet, literally, and then close the door because everything is dark. And then it's like three doors away for someone to find me. <laughs> so is my time quiet? Me and God, me and my God, that I can cry, I can hug him, I can have those moments that is like change my whole day. So I think he's important, Nate. <laughs> I think you're on, on mute. I love your spirit, Helen. I love your spirit. You have been um, just a true delight. <laughs> what would be the next step for someone that wants to engage with you and your services, what would be the steps for them to take now? These steps will be to take a, a, a cough chat. So we can really chat like we're doing today. And the same thing you ask me, Helen, tell me what you do. I will tell what you do. Let's see how we can help each other. And that's exactly what I love to call our coffee chat. And that will be on our website. It will be at www.getlaunch with no ed, okay, agency.com slash academy. And there will be a button. We'll talk a little bit more. What is the academy and our background a little bit more. And then the button, you're going to select a time with uh, me and Danielle so we can chat. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, any parting words that you would like to share that you want to leave the audience with? I think I, I would say, ladies, you are already qualified you are qualified. Don't wait for anybody to qualify you. Thank you for listening to the Life is Rich podcast. I'm your host, Nate Scott. Remember, if I tell you, you'll forget. If I teach you, you'll remember. But if I involve you, you'll learn. One way to get involved is to rate, subscribe, and leave feedback on iTunes by answering the question, what did you like best about what you heard? One of the problems faced by Christian entrepreneurs striving for success is having an alliance with like-minded people working together for a common, definite objective. Would you like to join a community of Life is Rich soldiers? If so, please rate and subscribe to the Life is Rich podcast on iTunes and text GROWTH to 904-204-0846 for the link and this month's free book. Again, please rate and subscribe to the Life is Rich podcast and text GROWTH to 904-204-0846. Again, my name is Nate Scott. Take care.
and be blessed.